Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Has Tyler Toffoli spoken yet? And, uh, you know, what's the reaction to the newest Calgary Flames? Yeah, Roddy, he just uh, wrapped up his availability with uh, Calgary Media here. So there's a real buzz. There's a buzz in that locker room right now. They're getting a really good piece that is seemingly a a natural fit, Rod. Most people in the city are uh, pretty darn excited to get a player of that caliber. So pretty positive right now. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is, and uh, it is a very exciting time in Calgary. The Flames have won seven in a row, and they've got Anaheim in here tonight. And now we're going to switch gears a little bit in Hour 2, which is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. Original 16 Beers are found across Western Canada, and if you're lucky, there might even be one in your fridge. Purchase at a store near you today. We're live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. It's true. We're going to be here for five weeks. This is the first of five weeks. We're broadcasting live from this lovely facility here on the Sutina Nation just outside Calgary. And uh, it is an honor. I'll, I'll say it. John Huffnagel, the general manager of the Calgary Stampeders, joining us down here at Grey Eagle. Huff, uh, good to see you. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm fine, Rod. Uh, great to be here. Thanks for the invite. And five weeks of Rod Peterson in Calgary? Are you kidding me? Can we handle it? Do you think we can? Will, we, will I last five weeks, Huff? What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, have you been down here? at all to this facility this is something else this yeah it is a great facility we've had uh stampede poker tournaments down here uh several times and they just do a great job actually they've told me so this place has been here 14 years and they've sponsored the Stampeders every year through 14 years. So they're right. big Stamps backers yeah, see, here. they yeah. are. And uh, coming here, I automatically went in the wrong doors. I went to the casino. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. But they found you? <laughs> they got you in here. Well, I appreciate no. it. Well, it's just automatic. I'm going to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, very busy place, too, by the way. Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. And now with the restrictions lifting, um, the, the rinks are getting fuller. The football stadium will be full by this summer. And that's where I guess where I'd like to start. I mean, getting through the 2021 season, I think that the CFL did, well, obviously a tremendous job getting through it. Couldn't have been. Do you have a few more white hairs uh, after dealing with this the last two years? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, no question about it. And kudos to uh, everyone involved in the league, uh, staff, players, you know, trying their best to follow the protocols to make sure that we got the the season completed and uh, just a fantastic job. Are you back to business as normal in the CFL or no? Oh, as uh, close as we go, we have been in a long, long time and uh, the future looks bright. So uh, I think everything's going in the right direction and that uh, we'll Everything will start uh, on time, and Good. everything will be normal. Right. So we're, would you say we're through free agency? Are you done 
there or what? Uh, yeah, uh, mostly. I mean, we we signed another player today, and we'll probably one or two other ones. But uh, truthfully, uh, our work was done before free agency started. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we put a lot of work in trying to retain as many of our uh, pending free agents uh, that we could. I thought we did a decent job with it. I think we have a good core of players coming back, and I'm excited uh, for the season to start. Well, you know, you and I have had these talks before. You've said it. Calgary is a wonderful CFL town. They love their Stampeders, and they're paying attention to what you're doing. And they said, Huff, this is the football observers, right, whether it's alumni, fans, media, that you really zeroed in on that offensive line. That was your first priority here. So you're happy with how you came out of it? Yeah, I mean, we've always uh, spent a lot of um, effort in making sure that we can keep our quarterback standing. And uh, I was pleased the way our offensive line performed last year. Uh, we have everyone coming back except our left tackle, and we placed them with Derek Dennis. And uh, Yacambre is a very versatile, great person, good football player. Uh, just didn't work out, and uh, we were able to uh, re-sign Derek Dennis. Right. Ucombre was looking for a better payday, I assume. Was that the deal? Well, or? there were some things with Yacombre. Uh, uh, he, uh, he had a little bit of a knee problem. I'm not sure where, what the state status of that is at this time, uh, and we just didn't want to take that chance. You know what's interesting is I got to know Derek Dennis real well when he was over in Saskatchewan, and he was on our show a few weeks ago. And I said, Derek, if you had to do it all over again, would you have never left Calgary? And he said he would have stayed if he, yeah. he would have. You keep welcoming him back. <laughs> yeah, this is the second time we, uh, we brought him back. You're, you're right. And, uh, you know, Derek's a good football player. Uh, he and uh, our offensive line coach, uh, Pat Dalmonico, mm -hmm. have a great relationship. Pat's a great football coach. And he really uh, works hard getting the best out of his players. Mm -hmm. Well, so you mentioned last season and keeping your quarterback upright. Bo and I, my goal is to get him here. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I'm working on it. And uh, You should go down in Texas. <laughs> that's what I have to do, Katie. I've been in his hometown. He's a very big deal in Katie, Texas. There's no doubt about that. Can you say the extent of his broken leg last year, or would you care? Like I was saying when, when he came out, it was that Argo game. Right, he was doing pivots and jumping, and I guess the thing was broken, but you wouldn't know to watch. Like it was, a, it was tough on him. Yeah, it, he had a difficult year last year. Yeah. not only with his his leg, uh, he had a, a a pulled groin muscle during training camp, which limited his time on the field. Uh, he had some lingering problems with his shoulder. Uh, the, the leg is fine. Uh, he's on a special uh, strengthening program for his shoulder, and we're hoping that uh, we'll have a healthier version of Bo this year. Did it heal faster than you thought? Like, he came back ahead of the six weeks, as I recall. For the leg? Yeah, the leg. Oh, well, yeah. it was a hairline fracture, so oh, right. I'm not so sure it was any faster than what normal would be. Right. Well, i got to tell you something. Um, you know, this may or may not surprise you, but Wally was on this show. And I said if there was anything that he hadn't done that he would have liked to do, and he said, I would have liked to have coached Bo Levi Mitchell because he said he's special. I don't know if Wally's ever mentioned that to you or not, but what is no, it about Bo that is so special? I, I think a lot of people would say that, uh, coaches especially, uh, people in the know, because of all the things he does so very well. You know, and a very smart individual, keeps his composure, 
Uh, if you want to try to blitz them, uh, watch out, right? And, you know, it, it, it came to, uh, to be there were teams who just uh, put as many people back in zone and uh, try to make them impatient and uh, win the football game that way. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, I asked Jones about that. I said, why don't you blitz him more? And, you know, Jones, he's like, I can't. <laughs> he got mad. He's exactly what you're saying. But I've been around athletes a long time, just like you. Bo seems like the kind of guy that hates to lose more than he loves to win. Would that describe him in a way? Maybe. Uh, I, I think that uh, the passion for winning always, always uh, is, is the deciding factor there. But uh, hating to lose gets you ready to win. And uh, that's the thing. Uh, football is a grind. You know, not only is it a, a, a long season, but each and every week it's a new challenge. And you really can't waste a day. You have to put the work in, and that's what Bo does. Especially when it's a 14-game season. Did you see a real difference last year with your approach to the season and then in season that it was four games less than normal? Did it change how you guys did things? Yeah, a little bit. I, I th the biggest uh, change was the training camp aspect mm -hmm. of it. No preseason games. Uh, you know, we knew we were going to be a young team going into last season and uh, not having the preseason games hurt at every team. But, uh, you know, it, it's tough when you're making decisions on young players that never played Canadian mm -hmm. Football League, uh, in the Canadian Football League, or played a game, and making those type of decisions, you just hope you make uh, more right ones than wrong ones. Well, speaking of special players, and I want to ask you this now, because I don't want to forget, Tom Brady. I've read your bio a million times. How did I forget that you were in New England in 03 and won a Super Bowl? But I was watching the documentary when I was in Florida on Tom Brady, man in the arena. And it goes season by season through his career. It's amazing. You got to see it. But 2003, here's Tom Brady sitting on the grass at a practice in Foxborough with his position coat. And I'm like, that's Huff. <laughs> Did you have a lot of moments, just you and Tom? You must have back then if you were his position well, coach. I, I really enjoyed uh, coaching Tom. Just, just a tremendous person. And... Uh, I'm just glad I didn't screw him up. <laughs> right. I'm sure you tell everybody that. Yeah. But is there a different Tom Brady, the one that we see versus – and he's a different man now than he was then probably. Yeah, I, I haven't kept in touch with Tom. But, no, he's a complete gentleman, uh, just a, a, a great teammate, a, a great person, very polite, uh, and uh, a great pro. So uh, during that TV show, I'm kind of surprised you did recognize me because my hair was a lot darker. No, <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised. I, I, would, I leapt off the couch. I'm like, that's nah, tough. <laughs> but you coached him seven Super Bowls, and you probably just watched all the coverage from L.A. last week. Like, they're saying he's the greatest NFL player ever. You coached him. Is he, do you think? I mean, he's got the rings to prove it. But. Yeah. No, do I think he's yeah. – uh, uh, if he's not, he's, he's up there. I mean, what he has accomplished is just truly amazing. You know, um, it's be a long, long time before someone does it better. Uh, but right now, he has done it the best. It would be hard to argue that he's not, right? <laughs> but, but he's a big man. I don't think people understand his sheer size. Right. I guess what makes him so good? His, uh, uh, he's a grinder. I mean... Uh, in the off-season, he's in the weight room with all his teammates in the off-season program. Uh, when I was with him, he never missed a practice. 
uh, always in the meeting rooms. First guy in the in the meeting room, the last guy to leave the stadium uh, after practice. So he he puts the work in. He gets himself ready to play, and his God-given ability takes over. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's got a pretty good head coach he's working with. Right, <laughs> that helps winning. Good defense helps too. But that was twenty years ago, John. Like, did you see his career unfolding that way? Back then, I mean, you could never tell the future, but did you see greatness in him then? Well, I think you saw greatness his very first year when he uh, took over for Drew Bledsoe mm-hmm. and led him to a Super Bowl and the way they won that Super Bowl game, you know, because they had a, a, uh, to win it in the last drive of, the, uh, of that game. And so he's got great composure, uh, great vision, uh, throw very accurate and um, does the right things at the right time. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to ask you too. So, again, you've got the great college resume, NFL resume, CFL resume. What is it about Calgary and the CFL that's made you want to stick around for so long? Well, when I came back, uh, I was very, very pleased it was Calgary because uh, I spent 20 years uh, previous. Uh, in the city of Calgary, sure, I played for other teams, Saskatchewan mm-hmm. being one of them, and Winnipeg and Calgary. But uh, uh, it was my second home. I had a lot of friends here, and it was a, a easy marriage to get back into uh, because of all those things I've just said. So the fact that we do have sound ownership, uh, we, you know, Calgary is just a fun, fun city. Yeah, I think a lot of players uh, like to play for Calgary because of the type of city and the environment that uh, it presented to them. So, and they stay after their career. But I was just in LA last week and had Cam Judge on the show. He was sitting there just like this, and he said that Dickey sold him. He goes, there, he goes, I had to go to Calgary. It was so great. Were you right. part of those talks with Cam, Judge? Well, what about it now? Well, you just said how much you guys sold them on right, this know. city, this franchise. No, I mean, Dave did most of the talking with Cam. Uh, so, But he was very, very excited about being in Stampeder. Yeah, you got a great one there in Cam Judge, which you know, obviously, yeah, yeah. as a player. But he's a really, really good guy. Um, what else did I have for you, Huff? That's kind of rounding it out, to be honest with you, other than you got to tell me about Jake Mayer. These Stamps fans are all over me about... Tommy Stevens? They're like, what are they doing signing? You got two great quarterbacks already in uh, Bo and uh, Jake Mayer. But I said competition. Bobby Vespesiani said it. Better is better. We're always signing great players. That's right. Is that the story behind well, Tommy well, yeah. Stevens? I mean, you, you're not going to go to camp with just two quarterbacks, okay? Uh, we'll probably come into camp before. Uh, I'm glad Tommy signed up with us. Uh, he has a unique... Uh, uh, talent i mean uh, he he's a guy that maybe can use in a different type of style of offense and so uh, you use all his talents if he gets into the game mm-hmm. well this is what i say and i shouldn't have been surprised with what jake mayer did he was setting records last year as you know right out of the gate and i guess with you dave mark mueller and before that dinwiddie on staff you know quarterback Right? So, I mean, you knew what you were getting in Jake, I assume, when he took the field. Well, that was the hard part because he didn't play a preseason game. Yeah. You know, we, we, we knew that uh, he, he loved to throw the football. He had great vision. Uh, he, he'd throw the ball into tight windows. Uh, had the arm to, uh, to play in the Canadian Football League. But you never know until the lights go on uh, as a professional 
uh, and he got thrown in uh, yeah. without uh, uh, a previous snap. He was a starter because of Bo's injury and did a tremendous job for those three games. Well, Cortez says he'd prefer you had two years before you start your first game. <laughs> Jake didn't have that. I think he had a 300-yard game in his first game. He had three, he three, had three in a row. He's the yeah. first, first quarterback to do that. That's what I'm saying. Right. So yeah. he's a stud. Yeah. Uh, and I will also just say this. Danny Austin said to me, and I think this is true, that you guys kind of went through a mini rebuild the last year or so that nobody really noticed because it's the Calgary Stampeders. But you lost a lot of receivers, right? You got some new – would you say you've been through a rebuild and you're back at the top here well, the last – Well, I alluded that to that about uh, the fact why training camp was so difficult for us because we were going to be a young team mm -hmm. and need to rely on some young players uh, to you know, make an impact. And not having preseason games uh, affected that a bit, uh, but yeah, we got off to a poor start. Fortunately, we regrouped as a football team. I thought our coaches did an excellent job during that first break uh, to uh, redefine and focus on the important things and uh, make sure that the players understood what those important things were. And then we got on a roll. We we won one, we won two, then we won a bunch, you know, and got back into the playoff yeah. picture. Well, we've been here long enough, uh, two weeks last month, and now we're here for five weeks. I'm hearing it. Stan Peters, first place. It's coming again. They're, they're on board here. So that's nice to hear, right? Well, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's get ready. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Huff, I appreciate this. This has been awesome, and uh, we'll be seeing you lots, I hope. You're very welcome, Rod. John Huffnagel of the Calgary Stan Peters. We'll get the moose back in here after this break. You're watching the RP Show live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. They're really sticking their necks out there <laughs> at the Calgary Zoo. I don't have a hippo joke. Do you, Moose? I don't have one. No. Moose... <laughs> oh boy I'm just so pleased as punch with that interview with John Huffnagel the Calgary Stampeders general manager and Moose DuPont already has some stories here I just want to read a couple of uh, viewer messages here if you don't mind good idea um, we're at Jason and Red Deer great chat with Huff such a down-to-earth guy and funny too uh, he is from the little bit of what I knew of him before, uh, I thought that he was a funny guy, even more so now. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rod, that interview puts you right up there with Jim Rome and Roy Firestone. How about that? I appreciate that, but that's only because it's Huff. wasn't anything that I did, as always. From my cousin, Christine in Medicine Hat, she says, great interview. Only four more months to camp. And Dan in Winnipeg says, Rod, you should come to Winnipeg for a Jets game sometime. Well, it's a sponsorship deal. That's why we're in Calgary. And what does Corey say, Darren, the uh, house operations manager here? What does she say? No, no, no money, no funny. She's a comedian. And whenever someone says, tell me a joke. No money, no funny. No money, no funny. You pay us to come. We get a sponsorship <laughs> deal. I would love to come to Winnipeg for a time. But I'll tell you right now, in this town, it's 
bumping, to use Darren's term. Flames have won seven in a row. Huff says we're back, and we're going to be on the top. And Gino has written in the voice of the Oilers, and I want to get to him in a second, but you had a funny John Huffnagel story or two well, just from today. You no, know, it was great meeting him, and he's walking in with, with me, and I'm like, okay, we can go in and sit down. I think Rod's in a commercial break. He's like, oh, he's hanging out with all his friends, I see. <laughs> Nobody in the building, right, just by himself. And I'm like, well, he's got a lot of friends in Calgary, and, and John laughed and like that. So, yeah. Are we ever going to get over this? Is it, is it fun now? Like it's, well, I've, I've said it so many times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did. I did hate the Stampeders. I'm not going to say that I didn't, but I don't anymore. And it was all WWF show business stuff for the most part. Right. That's what I feel. Right. But I guess if. They're not going to get over that. We should just pack up our gear and leave. I don't know. You know, if, if, if people were hurt by it, and I get it, and, you know, obviously people didn't like you either, um, it's hard to get over that stuff. But th these are good starts. We're taking steps. I think we're moving forward. Uh, you can't rush it all at once. Yeah. You can't close on the first transaction, right? As a certified recovery coach that I am, can I tell all of you, not just the Calgary need to get over things in life because it will eat you alive we got to get over things write it down uh gino from the okotoks orders says what's on the uh, docket for the rest of the week boys also the next five weeks well several invitations if i may may or may not go to Cochrane for a Junior A game Thursday night. I'm not sure. Tonight I'm hosting another television show, The Recovery Hour. So I can't go to the Flames and Ducks tonight, which is unfortunate because I would really like to go to that game. The, the vibe in the Saddle Dome last night was unbelievable. I know. Really cool. And I'm getting messages in after, on the photo. Um, saying, which one? You guys, of, of, with you, me, and Rich Sutter from the game last night, I said, you guys are good luck. Every time you're in the building, the Flames win. That's a fact. It is. I said, I'm here for it. I'm good with that. So tonight I got the recovery hour. Tonight, probably, or it's Canmore, I think, for the team. I'm not sure. One day at a time. Mm -hmm. Friday night, Roughnecks, doing that for sure. Saturday, I'm going to Red Deer to broadcast the Winnipeg Ice and the Red Deer Rebels. And then I'm, I haven't looked past Saturday. <laughs> right. I swear to God, I have not. Uh, where else? Listen, folks, you tell me where you want us to go from here because I feel like I've done all my work today. Interviewing John Huffnagel, not that it was difficult, but it was a big interview that I had a lot of build up. And yeah, there's a lot of build up. Yeah. And I thank him and I thank the Calgary Stampeders for lining it all up. Oh boy, I just opened up the text line. As you can imagine. Well, let's go. From the snowman. Brian Snow writes in, says, love watching you guys in Indiana. He sent a screenshot. Well, uh, yeah, they love the CFL talk down there for sure. Craig in Calgary. Where the heck is it? Where the heck is it? Oh, you sent the alert out to everybody that Huff was going to be on? That's right. So they're probably replying. Okay. Regarding the Olympics, this is Craig in Calgary. So I... I my mind was blown for a second there. I see. 
And by what I said that the Olympic scandals with the doping and the judging scandals is turning me off the Olympic. Craig says, judging by its nature is subjective. So no matter what, you're going to have people d disagree rightly or wrongly with the results. But it doesn't take away from the incredible accomplishments from the athletes, especially in figure skating, where the athletic scores are actually quantifiable and not just judged. Just got to defend a favorite sport of mine. Welcome back to Calgary Squad. That's from Craig in Calgary. And I spent far more time on this than I should have in terms of reading uh, the story of Camilla Valieva. But a long time United States figure skating judge. This was in the USA Today, okay. which I read uh, this I read it every day, but this morning I learned that those jumps and everything have assigned points, and it's kind of hard to screw them in the, in the judging. But this guy said, Camilla should have finished third based on the system they have for judging, and she finished first. So they're still saying that it wasn't right. Right. And there was some monkey business going on. That's a turnoff factor to me. Yeah. And to my, well, we're sitting here in cowboy country. My brother was a competitive rodeo cowboy. One thing that he said was he always enjoyed rodeo because it's just him against the clock. Right? Yeah. But my thing was, well, because I'm always a pain in everybody's ass. I'm like, well, there's also a horse and a steer and sometimes a calf involved. So it's not just you and the. <laughs> and they're all different. That's what I mean. Not just, yeah, I'll shut up. Yeah. Randy uh, in the peg writes in and he says, sorry, Jets. What is it? Glad you enjoyed going to the Flames game. Randy in the peg. I'm going to Jets Oilers on Saturday. I believe it's full capacity. That's how we opened the show today, where I just said, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, but if I can in some way be an influencer or have some influence, go to your local sporting event. Get out of the house. Because I'm still bouncing on air from going to the Flames game last night and just seeing our friends and being around everybody. Barry. Oh, they're all responding to your huff text. That's what it is. See, they're all writing me back. Oh, and I don't good. know what the hell's going on. Deb in Tirana says, I'm watching. Smiley face Good. emoji. Cinny in Pittsburgh watching. She says, thank you, Rod and Darren. I love these alerts. I get busy and distracted. This text cell line was a great addition oh, to an already God. fabulous show. Have a great day, guys. That's from Cinny in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Huff's hometown. And it all turned out nice again. Wonderful. Who told you that we are every, every time we're in at a Flames game, they win? Who mentioned that? Uh, Kirk, who we met at the Shark Club the first time we were there watching the, uh, the Rams and the Bucks. Kirk works there or he was no, a patron? He was a patron. Oh, Kirk, Kirk Sorota. Good. You remember the last one? One yard guy. Yeah. His mom's Dolores, the curling legend. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to. Someone's going to crack your skull open when you go and just have to take it's a look around. an absolute Rolodex. Sometimes I get really upset at what goes on in my noggin and I go, wait a minute. As I've been coached by my life coaches, it's a beautiful mind. It's capable of things that nobody else is. Did you see Bruce? There's some really weird things going on, too. Bruce Almighty, you know? Uh, Jim Carrey? Yeah. No. And Morgan Freeman? And he pulls open the file drawer, God, right? And it's all of the prayer and everything. And, and the thing just goes on forever. And he looks, there's like 
the wall is only this thick. Where was the drawer? But that's your mind. It's just infinite numbers of files. It's a fact. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's draining. <laughs> it's exhausting. I can times. imagine. Uh, to the bat phone, i.e. the comment section here. Uh, and by the way, Hour 2 is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. Jeff Cabellos in Winnipeg says, uh, to be honest, I've been more interested in the women's team than the men's team these Olympics. Those girls are fun to watch. And I would agree uh, with that. I was pretty happy watching Jordan Wheel, but for Canada this morning, mm -hmm. this is a problem that we have with hockey. And because we in Canada, we're all coaches. We all played the game. In my case, played the game, ref the game, coached the game. I think we know the game inside out. And we can all agree on everything. So, for instance, Jordan Wheel. Did you see the penalty he took today? He knocked a stick out of the defenseman's hands in front of the net. Yeah. And Mike Johnson, my guy, says ticky-tack penalty on Jordan Wheel. I'm like, you can't slash a guy's stick out of his hands. It's a penalty. How, why would you call that ticky-tack? And I'm like, Jordan... What are you doing? It's a 0-0 game in a quarterfinal. Yeah. And that's the one beautiful thing about hockey that's different than a lot of other sports. There's a lot of black and white penalties, and that's one. Another one is shooting the puck out of play. Black and white. Black and... And the thing about that penalty is Canada was really had Sweden hemmed in the zone. They were tired. They'd moved into kind of a five-man penalty-killing box, and Canada was working it around, and all of a sudden, they got the puck on the wall with lots of room, and the whistle goes. I'm like, you, that's an undisciplined penalty. You can't take that penalty. A good opportunity to score, and that might have been their best chance. And that's never been Jordan... Trust me, I always called them the two Jordans with my beloved Regina Pats, <laughs> Eberly and Wheel. Everybody forgets that Jordan Wheel had way more points than Eberly, but Wheel played a lot more games. But anyways, and then it was about, I'm watching the game, Canada, China, China, Canada, Sweden this morning, and I'm thinking if they score on this power play, it's going to be on Wheel. Like he might have cost them the game here. Mm -hmm. And then on the ensuing face-off, Lander takes down the Canadian center, and he gets a penalty, and then Mike Johnson's saying, that's a makeup call, and maybe it was. <sighs> Far be it for me to uh, argue with Mike Johnson, my favorite hockey analyst in the world right now. They were both bad penalties, which takes me back to our discussion earlier, and I guess we got a lot of time here because we got our guests out of the way. Um, I'm just reading the comments here. Squirrel. <laughs> Jason in Red Deer says, hit me up on Saturday, Rod. Would love to meet you in person. I'll buy the coffee. Well, I'll be at the Centrium, not making any promises. I'm going there for work, not social. That's the one thing people don't ever understand. We're working here. It's not a party. Although on Friday, it is a party. Darren's buying the donuts. Our That's 700th episode's right here at Gray Eagle Event Center. And Bo Levi Mitchell will be down here serving donuts and coffee. That part I made up. <laughs> but the donuts in the live studio audience is true. That's right. When I said that we would get Bo down here, Huff didn't exactly act like that was going to happen. No, he, he asked if you went to Texas. <laughs> he got uncomfortable. Oh, this is what we're going to do. Okay. Got the train back on the track. 
So Mike Johnson says on the air, that's a makeup call. I don't understand what you're allowed to say and what you're not. One thing I've realized about Mike Johnson is the man's Teflon. He can say whatever the hell he wants and nobody gets mad at him. Right. I don't know why that is, and that's great. I say anything, and I face the firing squad. I also don't understand what that's about, but whatever. Tim Peel got fired as an NHL referee for admitting on a live mic that they make, uh, make makeup calls, which we all know. I thought that was a given that everybody knew that. So when Peel got fired by the NHL, what was the statement from Bill Daly? We have to protect the integrity of the game, i.e., we can't let on that there's makeup calls. And then every, like I was astounded for days. It took me a long time to figure out what the hell was going on here because we all know this happens. Right. And then like Dave Poulin came on the air from TSN. He's like, no, Rod, a lot of people don't understand that. They don't know that that happened. But it does. You know what I mean? Right. So when we come back, I want to get into the NFL. You mentioned the tanking allegations. Yes. And the repercussions on the betting world. And if anybody wants to know, hmm, we're literally, I'm, I'll say it, we're turning down betting sponsors for this show because we're exclusive with Bet Regal. When they say they were the exclusive betting partner of the RP show, it's, as Ali said from Bet Regal, we're married. Remember when he said that? And we're loyal. <laughs> we're right. Married and loyal. So Bet Regal's our partner. But we're like, I had to this morning turn down a company. And I want to get into that tanking thing. Because to be honest, if I, I bet a little bit, but not much. Right. If it was the end of the season game and it was the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would bet that they were going to lose because I know that they're going to tank. Do you know what I mean? Right. So why can we not just admit this? Hold the thought. I will. Squirrel. I'll try. <laughs> we'll be right back after this timeout. You're watching the RP Show live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. <laughs> all right, we're back. How about that? Those are just the cutest darn things. And I got to tell you, they're about six <laughs> inches high. And uh, that's at the Calgary Zoo. Moor cats. And every time I see that video, which I shot, yeah. I think that they're going to start out bust out dancing. I'd like to move it, move it. <laughs> what no, what movie that's it? lemurs. But that's they look lemurs like that. on Madagascar. This is meerkats. That's Timon and Pumbaa. Right? Lion King? Hakuna Matata. <laughs> it means no worries. Right. That's the meerkat. Gotcha. That means we got to take another trip to the zoo. Well, I would love to. Maybe it, the bears have woken up. I didn't realize we should have got a season spot. Two trips Just stays for it. Season pass to the Calgary Zoo. Season pass to Knott's Berry Farm. You know, you only got to go three times to Knott's Berry Farm to pay for your... Yeah. A season pass? I wonder if the zoo that? will do a contra deal for a couple of plugs like that. One thing Cal Canada needs to do is one fee for bottomless cups at games. And I don't know if they do it for alcohol or not, but for pop, 
What I pay? Knott's uh, Berry Farm. Sixteen dollars. Okay, six. Get this. Okay, this is this is going to be a genius marketing tool for CFL teams and sports teams. I don't know what you'd have to charge, but sixteen dollars. You get a plastic cup. It's a color green, I think, and you get a bottomless pop all day. Go back. Sixteen bucks. Boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. For th- is it thirty four dollars or sixty four dollars? It's a for the year for a year endless cup. So it's pink, different color. You bring that back every trip to Knott's Berry Farm, you get free pop. It's either 16 or 30 bucks. Imagine a, a season subscription to the beer tap at a sporting event. I don't event. think they'd do it for the... What if it was like 500 bucks? Would you pay it? Some guys would. Some guys burned through that in an afternoon. I would have back in the day. Uh, man, there was some people getting snuckered last night. Oh, Roger Yee, breaking news. Today, Roger Yee in Calgary says, wow, the Stampeders signed Jordan Williams-Lambert. Nice. Jay Will, uh, you know, getting back on track for did, a second. The Stampeders? Did John do that deal while he was in the chair? No kidding, right? Well, Danny Austin, our guy Danny Austin, the guy who infamous, infamously said, Rod's going to Rod, hinted this last night on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it or not. Okay. He said there was mutual interest he was hearing between the Stampeders and Jay Will. But before we get into that NFL betting thing in the tanking, tell the folks what you told me in the break about my chat with Huff. Because I didn't know this. I guess I need, I need coaching. I think you're afraid to tell me this stuff ahead of time. I think so. <laughs> tell <laughs> think so. me, man. I think so, you know, because um, I don't want to tell you how to do your job. I'm okay with it. But I love, you know, and, and I wish, you know, the conversations you have off the air, the getting to know somebody, I wish you had those on the air. I mean, anybody can ask them about the, the free agent class. And, and their offensive line. And that's and been asked and answered in the media, and it's been written about on three down. And people, your ability to connect with people on a human level is better than anybody. That's what I think is the secret sauce. So when you're asking them about, oh, you've been in Florida, and they're talking about, you know, relating to where Boca Raton is and where he is in Florida. And, you know, he's like, it's awesome, golfing and fishing. And then you're talking about Bob Poley after, afterwards and telling those great stories. So... That's the stuff that I love, and I think the viewers do, too. Because they don't get that anywhere else. Well, Calgary Stampeders, we need to get Huff back down here, and we'll finish off these stories. Because Bob Poley famously said to me that it was quite a pivotal day in Rough Rider history, actually. John Huffnagel, the former quarterback's coach of the New England Patriots, was playing for the Riders. He was one half of J.J. Barnagel. You don't know this, do you? No, but you've talked about it on this show. Yeah, Joe Barnes was one rider quarterback. John Huffnagel was the other. Between the two, they called him J.J. Barnagel, and it was like they were inter- interchangeable quarterbacks, right? It was, a, it was a big thing at the time. Yeah. And I guess if I recall, because I wasn't that old either, like I was like in grade three, yeah. they traded Huff. I think they had to make a decision on one because you always have to pick one, right? Right. And uh, it was Huff that went. So he had been hunting all day with Bob Poley, the polecat, Pheasant hunting south of Moose Jaw, as John just told us. And by the time he got back into the house, phone rang, and it's, uh, they'd been trying to get a hold of him all day to tell him he'd been traded. And he didn't want to leave Saskatchewan. He was stunned. And as Paulie tells the story, and Huffnagel corroborated today, it's a double highway, four-lane Trans-Canada Highway. He drove the wrong way into traffic from Poley's house, which is about 20 miles west of Regina, to the city. Down the wrong way, into traffic. He was so rattled. Yeah. And he, he didn't want to leave, and he loved it. And it just, that's part of the reason why I think why John Huffnagel has been so successful as a general manager, because he has those experiences as a player. Most GMs were former players, too. But he's 
special. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's stories like that, right? I mean, the connections all over. You don't realize that. You think, here's an American guy who came up to Canada and, you know, is just running the Calgary Stampeders. We don't know those stories, right, from when he used to play. Well, and the other thing is, it was odd that he said, John Huffnagel, I'm surprised you recognized me in that video with Tom Brady. And I'm like, I've been watching you since I was in grade two. Right. What do you mean? Because you got dark hair? Who cares about that? Yeah. So... Today was a pretty big day. I said going in, it was going to be a watershed day, having John Huffnagel down here, and it was exactly that. Yeah. So. Now, you have the canary gets back to the, to the people. and Right. And did we talk about the sports betting component and no. tanking? We'll do that next. Sure. For overtime, okay? By the way, I got to tell you that we are getting down to the nitty-gritty of the Kinsman Telemiracle 50-50 online lotto. Buy your tickets please, because the draw is March 2nd. I'll say it again. If you've been very lucky in life and you don't need the help of the Kinsman Foundation through the gifts of mobility and independence equipment, medical travel assistance, consider yourself very lucky and help those that aren't as lucky as you. Telemiracle.com supports the Kinsman Foundation. Tickets can be bought by anyone over the age of 19 that is physically in the province of Saskatchewan at the time of purchase. Draw date is March 2nd. Just go to telemiracle.com. It's not that hard to do. Whoa! See the total? Yeah. Well done. We're going higher, but we're getting down. Don't be those people that wait until the very last moment. Buy yours today, or ideally, as soon as we get off the air. We'll be right back to the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's overtime. Live from the Great Eagle. One last shot of the Calgary Zoo. As Moose said, we got to get there. But I don't think there was a moose there. Did we see a moose? Yeah, I did. Okay, did we? Okay. You were... What were you looking at? I don't know if it was the... Uh, no, it wasn't the grill. It was outdoors. Yeah. I don't know. The moose it was really awesome. It was really awesome, the Calgary Zoo. Hadn't been there for a long time. By the way, just checking in with the 902 text line, as it is Taco Time viewer takeover here. Uh, 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 from your mom. Okay. Great interviews today. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Mrs. DuPont. Uh, woot, woot. John in Winnipeg. Great day for the CFL on the RP show. Jack Fulton watching says, thank you, Clark, with regards to lining up Duran and John Huffnagel, and I would say the that? same. Chris in Surrey, B.C., did Moose get the Bengals jersey? Yes, it arrived, and uh, we'll unveil it tomorrow. Okay, I was going to say, is it in your room? We'll unveil it. Yeah, I got the box in my it's room. It's nice. Yes. Very nice. Jeff Kozak writing in. Uh, hopefully we'll be there for the Habs game. We'll come say a quick hi. Jeff from Regina is obviously coming. Are the Montreal Canadiens coming through here? I have not looked past Saturday with regards to our personal schedule. I don't know. It's interesting that everybody wants to know what we're going to be doing over the next five weeks here at Gray Eagle and in Calgary. I don't know. I don't know past Saturday. By the way, original 16... An original 16 to fit your active lifestyle. A superior taste with only 
80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. Pick up at a store near you today. How are we doing for time? Oh, we got time. Clark, please load up. Yeah, load up the um, update thing. And before we go, yeah, I'm loading my update. So, Darren, your thoughts, please, on the NFL tanking allegations by Brian Flores and Hugh Jackson, by the way, in Cleveland, and its effect on betting. That's the biggest part of the whole thing is the is the tanking allegations because it could affect betting, right? I mean, I don't know if, if we're going to actually see a lawsuit because there's so many individuals that bet on those games that would be part of a class action potentially or, or you know, whatever it would look like. But that's the most dangerous thing because you get into Pete Rose territory, right? When, when, when guys are actually tanking games, losing games, and it's affecting the outcome, I think that's, that's more dangerous for the NFL to get into because there is betting money involved. There's you know, tons of sports betting um, you know, bookies and properties that are taking in these bets that are either winning or losing a lot of money based on what's happening. And if you're controlling that, it's cheating. And so that's way, 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 way worse. And uh, that's a bigger mess for the NFL. Well, and that's not to dismiss the racial no, of course discrimination not. allegations. And I'm not, putting, I'm not saying anything untoward of what you've just said, because yeah. even the black coach friends of mine are saying they don't expect it to change. Bringing it to light by Brian Flores is the best thing that we can do about it. Where we go from here, I'm not sure. It's harder to prove, too, right? I mean, it's really tough to prove, um, but this becomes a bigger mess because it, it could end up being really expensive. Yeah, and by the way, not saying it shouldn't be dealt with, just saying... It probably won't. That's what they're saying. Anyways, let's go, and I hope I don't screw this up. You ready, Clark? Get the timer ready. The uh, Great Western Original 16 Ultra Update, and here we go. What a time to be alive, especially if you're a fan of the Calgary Flames. Cowtown is jumping these days. What with their team riding a seven-game winning streak following Tuesday night's 6-2 drubbing of the Columbus Blue Jackets. It was a party in the Saddle Dome. Alberta COVID restrictions held the capacity to 9,600 fans, but you wouldn't know it. The Flames jumped out to an early lead, and the fans were dancing in the aisles pretty much all night long. And unlike the last time we were here, the concessions and beer lines were open, and that put everyone in a carnival-like mood. It was fun, and for a city that's had a lot of bad news over the past couple of years, they really got something to cheer about. And they were loud. They know hockey in Alberta. And people gasped each time one of their stars grabbed the puck like Johnny Goudreau, Matthew Kachuk, or newcomer Totter Toffoli. It all turned out nice again, except for the Blue Jack. I spoke with some of their staff before the game, and they were still stinging from the last time these two teams met, a 6-0 Calgary win in Columbus. This game wasn't much better for the Blue Jackets, although it was nice to see Regina product Cole Sillinger wearing number 34 for the Blue Jackets. He told us... In the summertime, he was going to Columbus to make the team at 18, and I'll be darned if he didn't just do it. I've always wanted to host a show from an NHL market, and it seems we're joining the Flames bandwagon at just the right time. And it all turned out nice again. Godlike. That's the best you've ever done, I think. It's just the day. So what happens when you're in a good mood? You've been in a really good mood today. It was because I went to the Flames game last night. I'm going to say it. I got out, I got some fresh air, saw my friends, mm -hmm. and I guess we'll close this show with how we started it. I, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, but I would encourage you to get out to a local sporting event 
because that's our world, sports. I don't know what else. If you don't have sports, I don't know what you have in life. I don't yeah. know. I've never had, never not had it. Other than the four months in the pandemic. And that was brutal. Yeah. When there was nothing going on. I know. I literally say if we could get through four months with a sports talk show with nothing going on, we can get through anything. Yeah. Right? We never once had a conversation about what are we going to talk about today. You know, during that, which is great. But, no, it is so nice to have the games back and be able to get to the building. And, you know, we walked around. We did a lap of the concourse and saw Ryan Leslie and Corey Sarich and some of our other friends. And, you know, we saw the fans enjoying, yeah. you know, sometimes double-fisting dome beers, you know. And uh, what did I say to you? I said, one game, I'm going to buy a ticket, come to the game, and i got to have one. I've never had a dome beer, I don't think. So maybe one game. I'll home. drive home. <laughs> exactly. You'll have to do the show the next day <laughs> if they're as bad as you say they are. Uh, from the viewers, uh, Ryan in Saratoga, New York, says, how do you pick up, how do you raise a hippo with a forklift? <laughs> Darren in Salt Lake City, Darren Workman, more flamingos. Watch out for the zebras. We, we can't put a video of the zebra on the show. No, we, we can't. Maybe a RP show after dark. Exactly. Stacy Shim, last minute. Last minute of play in the RP show. Uh, Stacy in Access World Headquarters watching says, wait till stampede season. Rod will be bull riding. Approved. Nope. I retired at Steers. Not going to do it. Adam Schultz says, I can't wait to see how high you have the flames in your top five. That's tomorrow, by the way, because today is Wednesday, and I thought I would get through the Olympic hockey talk and do the top five, bottom five tomorrow. Dan in Winnipeg, great podcast, Rod. Keep up the great work. Ryan in New York, support local sports, no matter how big or small your town is. Hashtag local sports matter. Kelly Rudy tomorrow live right here at the Gray Eagle. Thanks, Huff. Thanks, Jerron. Thanks, Darren and our crew. We'll see you at noon Eastern Thursday here on Game Plus. You screwed up, Clark. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.